Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. in-game betting prompts and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now Bet Online is where the game starts. Why, why am I muted? That was, I don't know what that was about, but I'm sorry, guys. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bills podcast. I'm Justin General Raffer, and I'm joined by, as always, legend in two games, no peewee, championship coach Mookie <laughs> Hawkins, and Batavia Daly's own AJ Cybalski. Did I, did I, did I like? You got the last name right. Didn't have to talk hey, about the pre-show either. Hey, all right, cool, 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 cool. All right, so we're getting comfortable. All right, dope. Um, so, of course, we got AJ with us to, again today to talk about the absolute uh, epic comeback that the Buffalo Bills had at the back end of the season, starting off 5-5, five and five, getting to 6-6, six and six, beating a couple good teams on the way, uh, five-game winning streak on route to winning the AFC East Divisional title for the fourth year in a row. And... For their efforts, they get a two seed and they get to host the Pittsburgh Steelers next Sunday at 1 p.m. And uh, so it'll be very, very interesting. So, uh, Coach, looking at the season as a whole, what would you grade this entire regular season? The Bills? Yeah. The Bills grade, the overall grade? Um, I'll give it a... I give it a B plus. I give it a B plus. I mean, for what they had to overcome, and you know, I talked to Coach. I asked him a question about that. You know, with the emotion that he showed on the Sal interview, and you know, all that stuff takes its toll, right? You know, 
head coach, defensive coordinator, half your defense go down early in the season, a coaching change, a personal attack on your character. You know what I mean? Uh, and and now your team is back to are against the wall. You know what I mean? At six and six, and you know, you do the unthinkable, and here it is. You're not even considered being a coach of the year candidate. <laughs> you know, yeah, and you're two seed. So, yeah, I give him a B plus for that. B plus. I feel like that's fair. I mean, you you get the two seed. You're the second best team in the entire conference. And again, you we it's been proven almost. Mm-hmm as a fact, almost as a fact, uh, that the AFC is stronger than the NFC just due to the fact that the top AFC teams have demolished the top NFC teams. So, AJ, uh, overall, this span, the whole sum of the entire season, what would you give your uh, Bills a grade? Yeah, I would probably go the same direction, B-plus, A-minus, like Mookie said. The injuries they faced, you go to London, coming off an emotional high after beating the Dolphins to – you know, kind of set the tone for the season. Then you lose to Quan Jones and Matt Milano in the same play. And then it's kind of went down the hill from there a little bit. Like you said, Justice, five and five, six and six. They write a lot of five straight again. Um, you know, they've done that the last three years now, four years. They've had this tough NFC loss um, in 2020. The, the Vikings, the last year was the Vikings game. 2021 was the Bucks game. And I forget exactly what in 2020, but they've rattled off these win streaks at the end of the year. So this is a team that has done this now consistently the past couple of years. Now the question is, can they finish? So that, that's the question we're going to have to have to start asking ourselves, you know, as we get into this playoff stretch here. But so far in this regular season, a very accomplished uh, Buffalo Bills team with Sean McDermott leading the way. All right. So let's take it week by week. Then we, I mean, you, you take it back to when they faced, uh, who was it? They fired, Ken Dorsey, and then they face the Jets after that. They beat the Jets. You lose to the Eagles, but you don't lose in, like, the worst way possible, right? I mean, you do lose in the worst way possible, but not in the sense that you perform badly. You perform well. It's just that the perfect mixture of the perfect storm happened to where you lost that game, but then you rattle off five in a row. So they've shown that they can finish, especially when they need it most. They've, They've proven that they can get to it and do it. Do you think they'll be able to do it for four more games? Um, I think that it is possible. Uh, they showed, I think, from week two to week four or five that they – or week two to week four that they can put a stretch together where they dominate football teams. I will say if they get in their own way, that's really and, – and they've shown that that's the team kind of they are at this point. So if they can string together three, four games of playing their best football, executing – not taking penalties, not, you know, James Cook with the drop yesterday. You had just a lot of miscues, Josh Allen turnovers. Uh, if they can clean that up, yes, they can beat anybody in the AFC. They should. Again, you have the Steelers at home, a team that they're they're going to be feisty. Like, it's not going to be a walk in the park. I think that they're a, they're a team that focuses on Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. You're going to have to stop those guys. they got George Pickens on the outside, who, again, you're going to have to focus on. Um, so it's not going to be a walk in the park for the Bills this weekend. Do I think they win? Yes. But every game, one week at a time, like – the, you know, the locker room reiterates all the time, one week, and that's all that matters. So, yeah, they're, they're easily a top. They have the third best Super Bowl odds. So, yeah, yeah. they're they're up there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Coach, going into the, this playoff game against Pittsburgh, you look at Pitt and you can look at their offense, especially against the Bills defense. They have a very good defense who have performed very, very at a very high level. Um, so the game plan, theoretically, is probably going to be stack the box, stop Najee Harris, make Mason Rudolph throw the football, 
get after them with your, uh, you know, with your pass rushers. Um, hopefully you can do all that because not only are you stopping Najee Harris, but your offense is putting points on the board. So I ask you, championship coach Mookie Hawkins, what is the Buffalo Bills game plan offensively going into this game against Pittsburgh and their specific defense, albeit maybe without T.J. Watt? What the game plan has been all season. I'm gonna put this team on JA 17 <laughs> and you know, made the chips far where they lay. I mean, especially after the performance was last, last night. I mean, okay, this is Josh makeup this season. This is just his makeup. All right, he might have some, he's, he's gonna throw a few picks, but if he can overcome those like he did yesterday, then so be it. All right, he, he's a football player, he's he, he's not perfect by 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 any means. I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw, you know, a lot of interceptions, and he won the Super Bowl last year, too. So I'm just over that when everybody's just talking about Josh Allen and then they're just talking about just him just turning over the ball. You know, like, I'm just over that at that point. The guy completed 80% of his passes yesterday, 360 yards, and then ran for 70 more. So, you know, that's what it's going to be. And if they continue that, I, they had great balance yesterday, 38 uh, passing attempts to 37 rushes. If they can have that type of balance, they're you know they'll be unbeatable. Like if they played that the way they just all of a sudden that fourth quarter they just snapped and just start playing like a Super Bowl team. If they can do that for four quarters, it's not a team in the NFL that can that could stand up to that team. And let's not forget, last year this team was a Super Bowl favorite. It's the same team, even better if you look at the pieces yeah, that they brought roster. in. Yeah. So it's just finally starting to click. It's starting finally starting to gel. Let's not forget it was a coaching change too. So now that's like that. That's that. That slows the process down a little bit. So you know all that goes into it. But again, the remnants of having you know that type of team is just finally playing to its potential. So yeah, it's going to rest on Josh Allen. This this thing is going on Josh Allen's shoulders for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you bring up a great point, actually. And uh, AJ, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this. Looking at Josh's play yesterday, what what would you rate his play like overall? Like, I, I know I figure some people skew, oh, he tried his best to give the game away. I've heard people skew that he had this amazing game. Like, what, what what's your overall thoughts on the game, his, his particular game? It was definitely an ugly first half for Josh. But again, if you look at the stats, it was just a couple plays. On the, the second interception, do I really have a problem with it? Probably not because, you know, they ended up getting better, the worst field position, the Dolphins, uh, worst field position out of it. So, again, it was a fadeaway throw. And obviously the next drive, he has the same fadeaway throw and it's completed the dig. So, again, you live and die with Josh Allen. And in this first half, I said this, they were they looked like they were dead and a lot of people were counting them out. But, you, you know, they came back to life. Josh Allen was the leader of that. And, again, it, Sean McDermott's defense, I mean <laughs> – 14 points against the Miami Dolphins. I know they only average 18 around going into this one against above 500 teams. So they're not a really dynamic offense against these above 500 teams this year, but still to stop the Dolphins like that, a team that scores the most points in football. Um, again, it's, it's a balancing act, but yeah, Josh Allen here again, did enough. He again, had a great game overall, ran the ball really well that third and 13 run. I mean, just that's the Josh Allen experience, man. He can, throw a fadeaway miscommunication to Gabe Davis in the first quarter. And you're like, what the heck? And then at the end of the game up seven, he gets the first down using his legs on a third and 13 that not probably one or two other quarterbacks could do. Yeah. I, I have to say that as the, uh, you know, as the resident Josh apologist here, 
looking at that game overall, I I absolutely think Josh played fantastic. Um, I mean, <laughs> you can look at the first half, and I can understand where you know you you could say it was a it was a bad first half, but I I really think it was just like really really bad. Like like I, I the first interception is bad, right? Zero blitz pressure. Uh, you thought Gabe was going to do something. He did something else. Um, and so that's just another miscommunication between him and Gabe Davis. Uh, we've seen that before. Right. Um, and then the second interception is a punt, basically. Like, I, I mean, if, if he does, if he's doing that on third and two, all right, you, yeah, no, but on fourth and two, like, uh, all right, you know, I'd rather them get it at their own 20 than their own 45. Uh, so, and then, and then the fumble, like, you know, your your rookie guard just got beat by an all pro. That's all it was. He he was one on one with an all pro and got beat. Like it happens. Um, you know, you, you can't. It, it happens. The guy's an all pro for a reason. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league, um, and and he made an amazing play. So I think I, it was Osiris' first sack giving up. Probably, I think. I don't think he, that was. He don't give up too many. That's for sure. If it was, uh, if it wasn't one. It, <laughs> Got to be two. I mean, he haven't gave the bill. Only yeah. gave up ten sacks all year. Yeah. So I, I look at the turnovers and I say they 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 came at really really bad times and and they got to a point where it was frustrating. But like you look at it, he throws a dime piece to J, uh, uh, James Cook there in the end zone, falls incomplete. Right. He he throws a dime piece to the, the, I mean the the post it 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 could have scored. Uh, you know, helmet to helmet hit for sure should have been called, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me, if that safety isn't hot, then that is a touchdown. And, and so, you know, I don't think he necessarily played bad. And then the second half, again, it was just it was just like more bad luck, right? There's there's a reason he had 400 total yards by himself, and they only scored 21 points, and seven of them came off the special teams, right? So they were moving the ball without an issue. It's just they couldn't finish and capitalize. And, and really, that's been like the Bills' biggest issue is just finishing, capitalizing. They always have, you know, just shoot themselves in the foot for whatever reason. Now, you know why? You know why? Because hmm. we get inside the red zone, and we only run the ball one time. And if they don't score, they're passing the rest of the way. That's why they don't stick with the run inside red. They stick with the run inside the red. They have better chances. And now you can use your play action because you ran the ball. You know, they, you know, it's, it's on film. If it's not on film, this is what it is. It, it, analytically, they, this is how the Bills, the Bills are losing games analytically because the numbers don't align with the Bills. I don't need analytics to tell me that they only run the ball one time. Inside the eye the test to tell you. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, slim to none. They, they, they double up like that inside the red. Um, then they got to figure out the touch push because it seemed like to me that the Dolphins was way in the neutral zone, you know, and they didn't even call it. But just line up empty and let Josh just run for an inch. Like, you know, I never really get that. Like, okay, you're pretty predictable, letting us know that we're packing it in and we're going to try to push the quarterback. Not going to make it all the time, you know. So just getting a regular set and just let Josh just fight forward. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. Uh, <laughs> so the Buffalo Bills, they did get the W looking at this Pittsburgh team for next week, AJ, what is something that scares you most about them that 
you know, maybe, you know, because I'm sure we all feel pretty good about the Bills getting this W, but, you know, something that might keep you up at night. Yeah, so like you said, Justice, earlier, the Bills have been a team this year that have every week when you like when they drop a game, say let's say they lost this Dolphins game, you would have said, man, there was just a couple plays that didn't go their way, right? And I feel like every week, you know, you, you keep saying that, and you think, oh, that's like use it as like fans use it as an excuse to like, oh, but a couple different plays went their way. This was the different outcome, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is when it happens over and over again, that's when it's like, is this kind of just the team they are? Um, and I'm not saying they do it every game, but that is a worry is will the Bills beat themselves? Um, you also, again, you have to watch out for Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. They've had explosive plays the past few weeks with Mason Rudolph, and they can take the top off an offense. They're explosive. They took a couple quick slants to the house. Keep everything in front of you. The, the screen game with Jalen Warren is going to be huge. You're going to have to, you know, the Bills do struggle with the screen game sometimes. So being able to, you know, tackle an open space on Jalen Warren is going to be huge as well. And then just, yeah, on offense, just not shooting yourself in the foot. If you can do that, I think it could be a possession game. Not Don't, don't be, like, super aggressive, but don't be super, super conservative. If you want to play field position, take take time off the clock, all that stuff. So I want a heavy balance, pass run. I want James Cook to be used. And I also want these long sustained drives. And if you have to punt or you have to take three points, take them because it's the Pittsburgh Steelers offense we're talking about. And you should have full trust in your offense or sorry, defense to get the stops throughout the game and, you know, make this a, a easy, easier win for the Bills in a playoff matchup. Yeah, <laughs> to your point, we know that Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers love making the most spectacular catches they've ever had in their entire career against Bills cornerbacks. So uh, hopefully we don't get too much of that <laughs> this weekend. Uh, Coach, what about you? Anything about the Steelers that particularly worries you? Mike Tomlin. You know, um, that's that's a guy. I mean, here is a guy <laughs> that has never finished five hundred uh, under five hundred in his career for one, and you know, again, he's doing more with less. So, um, the way that he has this team playing right now, let's not forget, even though it was preseason, they really beat the Bills bad. <laughs> that was a bad preseason loss. So that, that scares me. You know, like. They, is it the same scheme that they, okay, this is the success we had. Remember, Warren just ran crazy against the Bills, you know, in that preseason game. So, is it, you know, that's tape. So, are they doing the base? Are they base? is still that base, but now we're just doing it with our starters, you know. But, you know, different quarterback. But, again, you're probably more most experienced quarterback you have, you know, in Mason Rudolph. So, um, yeah. That kind of scares me because they can play a basic game. Thank God TJ Watt won't play, but they can be basic offensively and still find some success, you know, against this Bills defense because, you know, they can slow the game down with running the ball with Najee Harris and then using the play action to find Johnson or or or, or Pickens there. And then, like you said, Jalen Warren in the screen game. So they have some pieces that can make you pay if you're not, you know, on your A game. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. Uh, what about the Bills for for you, AJ? What what's their best point of attack uh, against the Steelers? Yeah, I think it's just a healthy balance of James Cook, Josh Allen. Utilize both their legs. Um, we'll, we'll see about Ty Johnson if he's able to play. Stuff with the concussion, so that'll be a question mark. But whoever suits up with the running back room, um, I just want to see a balanced attack. 
I want to see the Bills just finish drives. They're, they're the best team in the red zone coming before, like coming into the Dolphins game. They had blunders and again some bad decision making and miscommunication. But I just want to see the Bills have a healthy balance, utilize the tight ends, running backs, kind of what they've been doing um, with Joe Brady. Just, just I want a team effort. I want a balanced effort. And if they do that and limit the turnovers, limit the mistakes, limit the penalties, they should have no problem um, having success and scoring enough points to get the win against the again the Steelers offense that I think Sean McDermott and the Bills defense will have their success against. Yeah. All right. So next I got a fan question for, for Mookie somewhat or supporter question. Um, someone from Twitter asked me to ask you a question. They wanted to know what the Bills like atmosphere, what the locker room atmosphere was like, you know, uh, talking to the coaches and the players after, you know, rallying to win the division title i mean you didn't see it out there you, you no no is is first of all i told you the locker room always been fine it was is it's a close-knit locker room it's a relaxed locker room the guys are in there loose and they they're they're, they're they're pros right so they understand when you're when you're pegged to be a super bowl type of team i mean everybody's good it's just when it's really going to click in so they know what type of team they have, and you've seen it. I mean, they took it one game at a time, one game at a time, one game at a time. Ugly blowout, ugly blowout. No matter what, they won five straight when everybody counted them out, six and six. But, you know, they believed in each other. So it was it was sweet in the locker room last night. You saw Diggs raw in a cut go over to Sean McDermott, hug him, and say, I love you, coach. You saw Stefan Diggs go over to Josh Allen, and they so silly them too. They always doing something crazy, right? But you know that just if you really look at it for really what it was, it answered all. It should answer all your questions on it was there friction between you know Diggs and and Allen and and coaching. Stefan Diggs put that on clear display, you know. So you know everybody was. Doing, I mean, you got you got you got them dancing with with with, with McDermott. With McDermott. It, it seemed like Diggs always puts it on display that he enjoys being here in Buffalo. He's like playing catch with the fans. He's giving out souvenirs. He's, he's, you know, changing kids lives and, and whatnot. He's hugging on his quarterback, hugging on his head coach, but this narrative still persists that Stefan Diggs is just unhappy and doesn't want to be here. And, um, that he, he's going to be traded. He's, I don't know if people know, just how expensive that would be. So I think if they did, they would know that there ain't no way that's gonna happen. Uh, but why? Why do y'all think this narrative like persists? So I, I feel like he really like he okay. <laughs> he plays in Minnesota, right? And they decide, all right, we're gonna go forward and we're just gonna run the ball more. And he's like, no, I don't want to play for a system like that. I want out. All right, cool. I'm in Buffalo now, hasn't had a problem since. The only issue he had last season was saying, you know, expecting more from his offense that everybody else in the nation expected more from. So it's like, why is that an issue? You know what I mean? That's that's my personal thoughts on it. AJ, what, what about your thoughts on this Stefan Diggs narrative? Yeah, I think it's a lot of revisionist history. Uh, I think that a lot of people look back at how he handled Minnesota and some disagree with how he handled it. Then you fast forward to 2022. Uh, combining the Bills' inability to succeed in the playoffs with Stephon Diggs' frustration, kind of they kind of put try to put two and two together and say that 
well, the Bills can't win anything because they never have. Stephon Diggs is, you know, he is who he is from Minnesota and he's not going to change his ways. So I think that's kind of the way that looked at it. I will say I was curious this year coming into a year where, you know, the minicamp stuff happened and the reaction on the sideline that was kind of overblown. I think it was just an emotional, you know, instance where Diggs was upset losing at 27 to 10 at home against Cincinnati with a team that he felt like they had all the pieces, the right coaching staff, all that stuff. I was curious to see how he would respond to adversity this year. And I think he's handled it better than I thought. Um, he's come out. He's done, you know, everything the right way. He's, I think he's totally bought in. And that's something I was questioning. Like, if the Bills, you know, they were 6-6. Six and six. They did face that adversity. Me and Joe Marino talked about it prior to the season. Is It's all fine now, but what happens when the Bills hit adversity this year? Will Stephon Diggs, you know, stay with the pack, be the leader he is, or will he kind of start? And you know what he did? He was a leader. He's been a leader, uh, I think, even with a reduced snap count. He's still totally bought in, and last night he was on the field for around 88% of the snaps. So, Stephon Diggs, great game. He's been a great leader this year, and I think he's proved a lot of people that I think subconsciously might have questioned if the Bill season didn't go the perfect this year, how would he handle it? And I think he's handled it in the best way possible. Yeah, I agree. I man, after after what happened with Demar last season, and then them thinking that they had to go back onto that field. And watching Diggs try to hype up his brothers to go on the field after like witnessing one of them like literally die, I I feel like that should have silenced everything for Diggs. Like that should show you like the the type of person and the type of leader and teammate he is. Um, that that's my personal uh, perspective on it. But we're going to start wrapping up here. Um, so let's get some final thoughts about uh, the playoffs in general. Uh, coach, what are your final thoughts? Just just anything about the playoffs and what you're expecting from uh, the, the Bills for the Steelers? Man, pick up where they left off. Continue on how they played in that fourth quarter, complimentary football at its best, and recognize who you are. You are a two-seat for a reason. It's no fluke that you guys are a two-seat. What you were able to do, the gauntlet, the teams that you had to face to get to this point, make no mistake about it. You are one of the best teams in this league. It's time to go out there and play like it consistently. And if they do that, they'll be in the Super Bowl. We'll see you in Vegas. Yeah, just just two things. First thing is that I just wanted to shout out Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy, Taylor Rapp, three offseason signings that have had, I would say, an underperforming season. And I'm not going to say that last night, like, overdid that. I think they still haven't, like, lived up to what they – I mean, I guess Trent Sherfield and Rapp were kind of more of a $1.7 million minimum deal. But you look at Deontay Hardy, you know, just an impact play for a guy that a lot of people questioned. And, again, he's not going to be the impact on offense that we thought he would be, but he still made a big play in a big moment. So I just wanted to shout them out. And like Mookie said, um, you have an opportunity in front of you. You're zero and zero. It doesn't matter how you get it done. And it starts in Pittsburgh this week. And, look, if if you get an upset at the Dolphins over the Chiefs, then you're, you know, hosting the the winner of the uh, Browns-Texans games. And if not, you got the Chiefs at home. So either way – Looking down the stretch here, it's – I'm going to say this right now. It's it's the most uh, – no Joe Burrow in the Bengals in this year. Patrick Mahomes has no Tyree kill, and I think they're struggling a little bit. This, for me, is the best path for the Buffalo Bills to make a Super Bowl run in the Sean McDermott and uh, Josh Allen era. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great point, AJ. All those quarterbacks that are injured. Uh, Mahomes does not have the superpower offense that he is typically used to having. I mean, Lamar and the Ravens look like the biggest threat in. Thank you. 
yeah, I, I don't super feel I don't feel like they walking through the AFC by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I could see an AFC championship game playing in Buffalo, uh with whoever that may be. So we'll see. Uh but hey, <laughs> we gotta go week by week, right? Um yep. start with this Sunday at Pittsburgh, Buffalo Bills, take on Pittsburgh Steelers. They made the playoffs. Two seed. They're the big dogs this upcoming weekend. They're the big dogs no matter what. So we'll see what happens. Uh, That'll do it for us here at Believe in Bills. Justice Rafford, Mookie, AJ. Coach, go ahead and send us out, man. New season. Bigger prize. Do you believe? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.